That's the demo. We pick up at the bottom of your bed and um, we're up to Hahugafra. So we are dealing with, here's the section of the Gemara where it deals with actual stories about people marrying people. Um, with the prime focus on the question of whether the thing was worth the Shavakuta. Um, although we just had an also interesting question that it was done, a point that it was done in the marketplace and that Rob would give lashes to that because that did not show serious, uh, you know, enough seriousness in entering into, uh, marriage. Okay, so now we're at Hu Gavra, about ten lines from the bottom. Line starts with the word Gavra. Um, Hu Gavra, the Kaddish Petsifsa da Asa. A man married a woman in a, uh, mat made out of reed, of, uh, Hadas. A myrtle. Amulei, v'halei stei shvei puta. It's not worth a shvei puta, which shows you, by the way, that a puta, like we said, like nowadays a puta might be worth about two cents, but at that time it was probably closer to a dollar. Yeah. Even so, I mean, a math for, you know, I mean, you get a lot of stuff at the dollar store, but that's only because, you know, they mass produce things. When everything is handmade, you wonder, like, what could he have gotten for a dollar? You know, a math? Anyway, what can I tell you? They said it doesn't have a shavar puta, so this, so this is what they said to the man at the time. So Amr Luhu, he said back to them, whoever the them is. Anyway, he said back to the people. Tikkanish pa'arba zuzedispa. Oh, it's okay. There's four zuz. Remember, zuz is a dinar, which is a hundred times, uh, two, well, you know, almost two hundred times a fruta. It's okay. Let her get married with the four zuz that are hidden in the mat. Okay, they're like in the weave of the mat. Um, so that's obviously like a thousand times, you know, a fruta. So, um, shakalta the Ishtika. So she took, she, she sort of took the mat and she was silent. Okay, now apparently she had taken the mat, it's a little out of order, because apparently she had, had taken the mat before he had mentioned that there were four Zuz. So the quest, but she kept the mat. So the question is, right, is that is the fact that after she gave it to her, he gave it to her. So she only knowingly took possession of the mat. So she had four zoos hidden in the mat, which belonged to him, okay? But she sort of had, like, not knowingly taken possession of. And then he said, it's okay, I'll marry her with the four zoos that are in the mat. And she just kept held on to the mat. Does that turn that into, now, an masakidushin with the four zoos? Okay? So, I'm a rava. It's being silent after the money changed hands, and any silence after the money changed hands doesn't count. Since it was not, so, even though she's holding, now you could say, you know, he's holding on, she's holding on to it, he's saying that that's what it is, and she's not giving it back, but nevertheless, Robert's saying, you know, the, 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 there's a difference between not giving something back and taking something. If I say, and you take it, that, you know, signifies acceptance and agreement. If you, I gave you something and you had in your pocket to say, I'm marrying you with the $10 that's in your pocket, so it's the absence of me putting my hand in my pocket and giving you back your $10, you know, sort of the absence of, 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 of throwing it away or returning it, right, is a, is a different type of an act than the active acceptance of it. So, Robert said, the fact that you're silent after the money's already given to you, and, you know, and you're not, you know, and you and you're not rejecting it, that does not count as an act of kiddushin. Okay? So, the Chosh Kikusa, any silence, after the money's already in your possession, meaning you don't own it, you haven't done a Kenyan because you're not aware that it was in the mat. But nevertheless, 
you, you didn't do an acceptance of it. You just didn't do a rejection of it. So in that case, that doesn't count. Um, love contemporary what, what? It's very contemporary yeah. in terms of college codes or sexual conduct. Oh, what do you mean? Well, with the act of consent. Oh, right. You have to say yes, or do you just, or is it just only if you say no? That's an interesting point. Right. Yeah. You know, this comes up in halacha too, because the question is, a guy gives a ring to a woman, and he, you know, sometimes this happens a lot under the chuppah. He says, right, like, he'll first put the ring on the finger, and he'll say, harayat mekudesh, that would about do after putting the ring on the finger. Mm-hmm. So some folks can say, and then she doesn't say anything. Some say, is that shtik halacha matmos? Because first he put the ring, and then he said it. Or that, that's obviously a little different, because there's, like, immediately in the context, you know. <laughs> well, that also, right. Okay, so the mother says, Amarava, mina minala, where I know this from, the time we turn in the b'risa, Amarava, kinsi shtar sela zopipikadon. Here, take a hold of this sela. Remember what a sela is. That's like much, like a, or like a, you know, much more than a fruta. It's about 800 times a fruta. Anyway, take this sela as a uh, pikadon to watch for me. So Chazam Ramallah, then after she had it in her pocket and she was, she was watching it for him, he said to her, he's kachilibo. You know what, mar- get ma- you know, you keep the sela and it should be kesef kiddushin. Marry me with it. The Shasmat Mos, if he said it when he gave her the sela of Mikudeshes. Mos, if he said it after he gave her the money, Ratzta, if she agrees, Mikudeshes. Lo Ratzta ain't Mikudeshes. If she doesn't agree, she's not. Now, the question here is, you know, it's always the question about the excluded middle. If she agrees, it's good. If she doesn't agree, it's not good. What if she's silent? Which is Rava's question. Okay? So the says, my Ratzta, my Lo Ratzta. What does it mean, agree and not agree? Ilema Ratzta, the Amr and she explicitly said yes after the you know money was in her pocket low rust is number low and if she said she doesn't want me she explicitly said no Michal Duresha but Rosa says look the beginning says that if you know it's contrasting it says if it was at the time the money was given he said then she's always married but if it was afterwards and then low rust she's not married so if low rust means she said no then it's exactly that was exactly true also when, at the time the money was given if she said no it wouldn't work right we have to uh, contrast the case uh, that when if the time it's given it works and, the time, and, and when he says that after it's given it doesn't work so if, if the case after it's given it doesn't work is only she actively says no then that would mean silent that, that, that would mean that at the time it's given she actively says no it works that's obviously not true so uh, so Amai Vakamarlo she said no Elolav so if we're contrasting the case when it's given and after it's given the only case we could be contrasting that it works in one and not in the other is silence anything explicit would be the same in both Elulav Ratzta if she agrees to Amra in only if she says yes Lo Ratzta if she doesn't agree that means the Ishtika Mishtika she's silent I mean the only case that could work in one and not work in the other is silence because anything else is explicit right so if she and therefore it would tell you if at the time it was given she was silent it works if after it was given she was silent it doesn't work and that proves my point if you're silent after the money was given and that does not constitute acceptance that's not good so in, in, in this place Pumnara they, they, they raised a challenge of this in the name of Ravuna okay you know what you proved your point in that case 
silence does not count. But you can't compare that case to this case. Why? Um, in that case, the money originally was given to her that she should watch it. She was a shomer. So if that's true, Savra, what are her choices then? You say, oh, after it's in the pocket, oh, if you accept it, you know, and, and, uh, if you, uh, you know, let, let it be Kesef Kiddushin. So she thinks, what, 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 you know, what are you saying? Well, she was silent, that's acceptance. Why? Because what should she have done? She should have thrown it down. But she says she can't throw it down. She's a shomer. Okay? Sava, she thinks, Ishadina Luhu, if I throw it, umitbury, and it breaks, I don't know how Sela could break, but whatever it was, if it was an object, or gets lost, Mechadina I'll have to pay. So therefore, you, silence, not, not taking it out of the pocket and throwing it back to you, is not a good indication of acceptance if she's a shomer on the object. Because she has responsibilities to keep on holding on to the object. Now you could say she could have said no, but okay, she also could have said yes. So, you know, silence, you can't interpret, you know, so, and so what you really get by the silence is the lack of returning of the object. Well, that doesn't mean anything if she's a shomer. What? What do you need this? Okay. So, um, so, okay. First, he gave her the mat. He has the whole framing of everything was Kiddushin. He gave her the mat and he said, and she agreed to take the mat. And now the only problem was it didn't have a pruta, but there was four zoos in the mat. So in that case, silence is very reasonably interpreted as accepting the four zoos as Kesef Kiddushin. And if she now doesn't want the four zoos to be Kiddushin, throw it back to him. Okay, she's not obligated to watch it. Throw it back to him. Okay, so the says, Parich, everybody got the email that we started 715 today? All right, fine. All right. Oh, I know, I told him. It's automatically locked, but you take the elevator. Okay, Parich Ravachai, so Ravachai asked on this. Okay, so that's the distinction. That when it was given B'Torah's Kiddush, or whatever, when it wasn't Pikadon, and when in general there was a Kiddush in context, silence is acceptance. If you don't want to accept it, throw it back. So Parich Ravachai, Ravachai asked on this. Atu, Ku Nashi Dinagmiri? What, you think all women know the halacha? So, Hachanami, Svara, she, she, you can also say, why is she not throwing you back? Because she thinks, he should mitzvari, if I throw it back and it breaks, I'll have to pay for it. Meaning, I think that's funny the Mark just says, women to all, you know, why women? You think they know the halacha? I mean, anybody normally, is that obvious to you? Somebody gives you something and then they, and then you reject it. You say, if I throw it back, I'll, you know, maybe I have to, uh, you know, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe I'll be liable, right? You know, so it's not obvious you could just throw something back and, hey, I don't want it. So anyway, he says, no, we could still say, even in that case, silence could be interpreted. It doesn't, it should not be interpreted as Accepting Kesef, as accepting it as Kiddushin. Okay. Um, Shalcha Ravacha Barav, coming to Ravina. In the, in the uh, case where it's hidden inside the mirror. Well, if, it is, if, she, if we interpret it as an acceptance of it as Kesef Kiddushin, she keeps it. But he not, it would be a Matana then, right? No, he only gave it to her as Kiddushin. And if she's not accepting it as Kiddushin, she gives it back. Okay, so that's why the Gemara says, let us throw it back. Okay, but so that's why then how to interpret her silence. So Shalcha Ravacha Barav, coming to Ravina. 
Ki Agaf Namai. So he sent this question to Ravina. What's the halacha? So Anamo Shmiyalan Hadra Ravuna Braid Rav Yoshua. We did not hear this tradition in the name of Ravuna, the son of Rav Yoshua, who said that there's a difference between Pikadon and this case. So we, I guess, presumably assumed that they were the same and that silence is not acceptance. But you who make this distinction, so Atun Dishmiyalachu Chushula, you that make this distinction, you have to be concerned about it. And you have to be concerned that silence might be acceptance. Okay, so according to them, they're basically saying, money was given originally not as Kesef Kiddushin, although in the first case we started with, it was just hidden money. So it wasn't that it was knowingly given, but not in that context. It wasn't even knowingly given. But anyway, money's already in her possession. And then he says, and she doesn't throw it away, and she doesn't say anything. That's a Suffolk Kiddushin, as opposed to Rav, who says it's nothing. Yes. Is Ravuna the Rav Yehoshua the Rav Huna? Uh, um, I think it's a different one. I, I a lot of the Amorite here are kind of obscure. Yeah. Okay, so that's a very important halakhic question about, what do you call it, of, uh, about Shkika La Achamat most. Yes. So the Lashon of La Shemilu, etc., it implies that in different localities the halacha was different. Yeah, I mean, you have this tradition. Right, I mean, it's an interesting point because, you know, Rav Hunabred Rav Yoshua did not pass in a halacha he just raised a good basis for a distinction right. right and if it's a good argument then it shouldn't matter who says it or who heard it right but uh, presumably what it means is, is is that you know you have a tradition that this is a substantive a substantive way of distinguishing yes, between the sure. cases yeah but meaning but right meaning it's a, it's a middle place between just having heard an argument and having a tradition of a psaq right. you have a tradition that this is a, a, a good basis for making a distinction right. okay we don't have that tradition and we're, we're not so persuaded by the argument. Okay, although I don't know, it seems a pretty persuasive argument to me. Okay, no, we, you know, we gotta move. We're behind and we only have to, I'm sorry. Uh, there was a woman who was selling varshachi. What are varshachi? So Raji basically it's like a bundle of like linen, although if you look at the size, there's a whole range of different possibilities. Chavilos meshi, margolios, you know, which is three, you know, gems. Rabbeinu Gershom Beresh Mitznefet, a hat. Okay, so she was selling something. Okay, also gave her A man came and he grabbed one from her. Amalei, she said to him, "Havani Hali, give it back to me. It's mine." Amalash, he said to her, "Iavinalach, mikudashesli. If I give it back to you, will you be married to me with it?" Shakaltevi ishtika. She took it and she didn't say anything. She just took it back. He said, "Okay, I'll give it back to you if you'll be married with it to me." And then he, he handed it back. Okay, so Amar. So now, what's the halacha? Amar of Nachman, Yichol she can say, in Shakli, the Didi Shakli. Sure, I took it. I just took my own thing back. You know, my, even though you said, I ran Mikudeshetli and you gave it to me and I didn't say no, okay, that does not, it's not acceptance of Kiddushin. It's my thing that you stole from me. I'm just taking my thing back. Okay. So, Ezvei Rubble, now, of course, the question you all should be asking me is, who cares? It wasn't his to give. He didn't give her anything, so we're going to get to that. Yeah, okay, so we're going to see. So, I'm a Rav Nachman. Okay, Ezvei Rubble Rav Nachman. So, Rav asked Rav Nachman. Um, we have a we have a brayta. Kisha begezel ube chamas. He married her with money that he that he stole. Um, or chamas is basically he uh, persuade he he gave somebody money and took the object, but the person never agreed to sell him the object. So it's a form of gezel ube which is burglary. Um, Oshechatav selam yada. 
or he grabbed it out of her hand, the Kisha, and gave it back to her to marry her, Mikudeshet, she's married. Now, how could she be married with money that he doesn't own? So, there are two scenarios. One is the second case, where it's her own money he's giving back to her, and the other is he stole it from somebody else. Now, of course, to us, I mean, both of them are absurd that he should be able to marry her, but I would, my gut would be the one that would be more absurd with money she stole from her, okay? The Gemara later on actually says the reverse. Money, money he stole from other people, maybe logically it shouldn't work. If it works, it works on a principle, as Michael said, which is that like Yeyush is Kona, that you assume that the person he stole it from is Miyayish, gives up hope of ever getting it back, and then the Ganav takes possession of it, owns it. The Ganav has to reimburse the person for the cost, but the Ganav owns it. So one way of understanding why Gzela works is because we say Yeyush is Kona. Of course, if that's true, when he steals it from her, and she's standing right there, who says she's Miyayish yet? Anyway, okay, but then the Gemara basically though is inclined to say or whatever it's a general debate Yehush isn't Kona and Gezel doesn't work when it's stolen from other people and Gezel only works when it's stolen from her and this entire bright that would be talking about that it's stolen from her and why would it work? Well, it would work because if he says and she doesn't say anything then what she's basically saying is I agree to be Mekudeshet to you with, that, with this money and as therefore implicitly I agree to let you keep the money so that you can use it to be the goddess me with it. Well, that's the Gemara's question. So we're going to see in a case where you can presume she really does want to be married, which we're going to see in a minute, then you interpret it, then you say that she's allowing him to keep it to marry her with it, and that's when it works. It's important to start based on trust. Exactly. He's not out even a piece of When we're talking about the idea of respect for Right, but if she's implicitly giving it to him and then he's giving it back, then, you know, then for that moment he does own it. Uh, but you're right. Um, he never gave anything. Anything of his own. Right. That's true. That is true. Okay. You know how they used to, and there were some communities that the way they did Kiddushin was they had one ring that everybody always used and it was like, you know, they had a, a fancy ring. Yeah, it's got like this whole, like, these, this whole, like, like, like three days, you think of like a house, like it looks like Yerushalayim or whatever. Anyway, they'd give it to the Chassan to use for Kiddushin. He'd give it to the Khan and then they'd give it back to the community. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. But, they, you know, it's like a Matana type of thing which works we've seen that before mm-hmm. it's bizarre but right but it does work no. okay so back to the Gemara okay um, so the Gemara says um, so okay uh, little, little. Uh, well, wait, uh, where am I? So how does that work? If you're saying that you could say shakli shakli, so Okay, there was different. There, there was an engagement period beforehand. So they had already basically it was clear they were planning on getting married. So if they were already planning on getting married, and he grabbed it from her and he gave it back to her, then we'll say from the context that's been for the last few months, we know she wants to get married to him. So we'll assume that therefore what she's doing even though she's being silent is she's allowing him to keep it so he can use it to marry her okay whereas if he just goes up to a woman in the marketplace and steals her steals something and gives it back obviously that's she's just taking back her own thing okay where do you know that makes a difference the time it was on the bright take this uh, seller that I owe you I owe you 20 bucks here's 20 bucks take it back okay the 
and then he says, you know what? So 20 bucks I just gave you to pay off that debt? He's got to be, but why don't we use it as Ketzif Kiddushin? So if he said it, Peshat Matmos, before he handed the money over, then Rasta Mikudesh, so Rasta Mikudesh, so he agrees it works, if not, it doesn't work. After the money we gave over, a few Rasta in the Mikudesh, even if she says, yes, it doesn't work, you know why? Because then the, the 20 bucks is now fully hers. It paid off the debt, right? So if he says, marry me with your own $20, and she says, yes, then <laughs> it doesn't work, okay? So, so the mercy now. My rutsta, my low rutsta. What does it mean she agrees or doesn't agree? Elim are rutsta when it, at the time, bishas matmos, okay? If rutsta means the amr in, she says yes explicitly. Low rutsta, the amr low, she says no. Ha'ishtakam, presumably if she was silent. Havi kidushin, that's really our question. If she, if she's silent, it is kidushin. When he says, here's $20, haray up mekudeshesli. So what would be the case, and he owed her $20. What would be the case if she didn't say anything? So if we're supposed to say that it, we're havi kidushin, then just say, if he gives her the money, she's mekudeshes, and if she says no, she's not. Because the stam case would be mekudeshes. Ki like it said earlier, when it just said mekudeshes, rather that earlier bright. Ella Rutsta the Amr in. It must be that if she has to actively say yes. Lo Rutsta the Ishtika. But if she's silent it doesn't work. So he's reading this bright um, that that if he if he owes her twenty bucks and says here's the twenty bucks I Mukudesh at Lee and she's silent it doesn't work she has to actively say yes because if she's silent she's just taking the money because he owes her twenty bucks okay and he's co- saying the twenty bucks I owe you not just here's twenty bucks but he says oh well that's a good point is it just that he, the fact that he owes her he says I Mukudesh at Lee with the twenty dollars that I owe you um, yeah it sounds like he's just saying with the twenty dollars but it's a good question the Katani de Ena Mukudesh so it doesn't work now my time now why for the same reason now that case is even more ambiguous because as opposed to hop, you know, stealing something in the marketplace and giving it back if I owe you 20 bucks I could pay it up at any time I don't have to be paying it up now right so now I could be lending giving you the money in a different context I'm still going to owe you the 20 dollars and here's this for whatever reason right so and so that's like a so if we where the breed of the bright is correct that in a case where you owes her $20 and he gives her $20 and says and she's silent it doesn't work that's because she can say I'm just taking my debt back and that's a big chiddish because that debt doesn't have to be being paid now so certainly why don't we say that in the case of Gezel right if we can say it in the case of a debt we should certainly say it in the case of Gezel that it doesn't work so um, so how can we explain the case of Gezel that it does work and a lot there must be a basis of distinction. Elav Shmamina is not what the Gemara is saying. No, one of the cases was her own thing. It says Telamiyada. Hadashadi Hadalo Shadich. It matters if there was a engagement period ahead of time. Then we'll say that the silence, even when it's her own thing that was taken out of her hand, is being mochel and accepting it as kesef kiddushin. But if it was spun at the moment and that money is coming to her anyway because it was stolen or it was a debt or anything of that nature, then. Silence is not interpreted as, as as agreement. It's just it's just a way of getting her object back. Okay, so we now have basically two statements. One is money was given. His money was given to her, but it was not done in the context of kiddushin, or she didn't realize the money was given to her. And then he says, 
Mikudeshet, do we interpret the silence of not throwing it and rejecting it as an acceptance? That's one question. So that's Shikalachimat Mos. The other question about silence is that he, at the time when it's being given, ba- given he says I read Mikudeshet Lee, but he's giving her something that anyway he owes her. It's a debt, he owes her 20, he owes her this money because he borrowed it. Or it's something stolen, in the more obvious case. In those cases, we also say silence is not interpreted as acceptance because she's just getting her thing back. The exception would be if there was clearly a context of Kiddusha. They had been having an engagement period prior. Then we would say, in that case, the silence would be an acceptance. It would have been more compelling to me if the Shadikh case would also have been in the case of the debt, not a separate situation, right? Like they use the Geneva case to contextualize Shadukim. Yeah. But the debt case they use just to learn the principle. Yeah, but presumably it would be it would, it would be like a Kavah home there. The debt case is the one that more you're more inclined to say works. <laughs> so certainly if there was a situation of Shadikh by the debt, it would also work. Yeah. Okay, so the man says like this. Kinak Nasi Ravasi. Now when Ravasi was dying, or died, excuse me, Ailu Rabbanulin Kutina Hulishmatite. The rabbis gather to literally to grab on to his teachings. They basically got everybody together and said, you know, while it's still fresh in our memories, let's try to record all of the teachings we know of Ravasi that we had, you know, that we don't have sort of recorded yet, so we don't forget them. So, Amalei Humer so one of the rabbis, Rav Yaakov Shmei, and his name was Rav Yaakov, says, Hari Amar Ravasi, Amar Ravmani. So it's interesting, because some of the things, a lot of the things that they're teaching is not his own original teachings, his traditions, the Shmei today. Anyway, here's what Ravasi says in the name of Ravmani. The same way a woman is not less than a pruta, also karka is not. Tosus points out the irony that you're learning karka from Isha since we normally go the reverse. Okay, but anyway, he says it might just be a comparison. We're not really learning it out. Karka also doesn't work, work less than a pruta. So, what do you mean? we got a brighter that says actually karka does work less than, work less than a pruta. That's doesn't work as kesef. If you want to buy the karka as kesef, it has to be a pruta. You can buy karka with less than a pruta if you do an act of halipin, like a kinyan sudar. Okay, it's worth less than a pruta. Right, but as long as it's a kli, okay, and that's how halipin works. Titania konim bekli pruta. Okay, although it still is interesting because you can buy karka with halipin and non isha with halipin. That's an earlier sugya. All right, so that's one teaching. Now then, they had, this is going to be another teaching in the name of Rav you know that statement of Rav Yudah what? I, we're starting there we're going to get to Rav Asi's teaching that statement of Rav Yudah that says that if you don't know what you're doing by getting the Kiddushin you should stay far away from them because you're just going to keep, turn people into Mamzerim etc so on that statement here's the Rav Asi Rav Asi said in the name of Rav Yochanan so and if you get involved in things like that and you shouldn't be involved it's going to be worse, worse to the world, worse to the world, worse to the world than the generation I know, than the generation of the Mabel. So it's interesting. One of the things they're remembering in his name, and it's still important to record, is sort of his Agadic teachings as well, like his Musr teachings. One minute, Shenemar. 
So uh, swearing and, den- and denying murder and, and burglary, the naof and, and uh, adultery, pirtsu, they sort of burst forth. The damim damim blood touched blood. So my mashma, where do you see what you know what the context here is for us? Kidamatargan Rav Yosef, as Rav Yosef interprets, molding this damim damim means molding benin If it's adultery, so they give birth to children from their you know from their neighbors' wives, and chovin mosifin, and that adds iniquity upon iniquity. Now, how do you still see that's worse than Dora Mabu? Because obviously the point is that if you paskin incorrectly, it's going to lead to cases of adultery. Okay, neof. Because Neov is there, right? So, Damim Bidamim. Now, how do you see it's worse than Doramabul? Because even it says, and it told Akain Tehavel Haaretz, therefore the land will, will mourn, Umlal Koyoshiva, and all those who dwell in it will be bereaved. Okay, Bechayat Asadel, Baova Shamayim, Vigam, Degeayam Yeasafu, even the fish of the ocean. Okay, the Elam Doramabul, Lonigzur Gzeval Dagim Shabiyam, but in the Mabul, the fish got out and we were saved. Shanemar, Mikol Shebacharava, Mesu, Lodagim so you see that when things lead to this, it's worse than Dormabul, it brings disaster on the entire world. The Ema Adabi Lukulu, one minute, maybe it's only if you did all of those sins, not just one of them. So the Gemara says, no, Losal Kadaitich. That doesn't make sense. Tichsiv, Kimipnei Allah, Avlah Haaretz. Because of swearing false oaths, the land is mourned. That's so that's a different puzzle, but that's one of the things of the land. So you see, any one of them is the basis for this. So therefore, also this thing about adultery. So Gemara says, maybe Allah is enough by itself and everything else. You need the entire list to have this consequence. So Gemara says, no. It doesn't say, and it burst forth. And Rashi says the part two is like from, I think Rashi quotes the puzzle was B'nai Yisrael, no, V'keni Frot, which means again, like, you know, about like having children, right? When they saw part, you know, what is it? Shard, what, what's the puzzle? What, 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 is it what, what, part two? Yeah, yeah, so. No, can you bear with Haruva? That's not part two. That's why I said Haruva first. Okay, anyway. So, Miksi, U part two, part two, the list has the Vavs connecting it. Allah, the Kishesh, Ratzoch, the Ganov, and the Oath. And then it says, part two, Damim, Damim, Nagao. So, just that sin of, you know, having children as a result of. Of um, of of uh, what do you call it? Of adultery, even unwitting adultery, that itself is enough to bring all this about. And therefore, if you're not don't know what you're posting, it's all on you. Yes. So from where some of the verses were, yes. had a wife who committed adultery and had children by the other. Oh, that's a very interesting point. Okay. So that was so now they had another teaching in this name. If a woman brings her chatas, a woman who's uh, has to bring a chatas in an ola because she had cha- she, gave, she gave birth, so she brings her brought her chatas and then she dies. The heirs are still allowed to bring her ola, okay? Because you can't bring a chatas if the owners are dead, but you can bring an ola from somebody who's already dead. So they're only obligated to do it, meaning there's a question of allowed or obligated. They're only obligated to do it if she had already sanctified the animal, designated it while she was still alive. But if she's de- she died before she sanctified the animal, they have no obligation to satisfy it. Now this is going to be treated, it's always interesting how you look at korbanot, but there's definitely a gemara that looks at korbanot that's a, a based in, it's a, it's a, you can look at the obligation of Korbanot, not just as a religious obligation, but as a debt to the Beis 
base hamikdash, um, uh, and that the base hamikdash has a monetary claim on your property for your debt of sacrifices. So that's the question: Are the heirs obligated to pay off? their mother's debt of the Ola. Okay, you're allowed to bring an Ola for, this, for a dead person, but are they obligated? If she already sanctified it, it already belongs to the Mesa Mikdash. But if she didn't sanctify it, are the heirs obligated to pay off this debt? What does it mean if she didn't sanctify it? What does it mean Hevia and then Meta? Hevia means that she, she offered it up. She brought it as a Korban. You have you have your, your you, you sanctify the animal, then you bring it as a korban. It okay. gets slaughtered and brought. So the chatos was already brought and offered up on the mizbeach, and the ola she sanctified and didn't bring, and then she died. Uh, 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 okay, she did one but not the other. Exactly. Okay. So so now so but if she didn't sanctify it, then the heirs have no responsibility to pay up this debt to the base of mikdash. Alma kasover shibuda lav diorisa. Now this is a so this so. So this Mishnah is of the opinion that a Shibut, I'm sorry, Rav Yud Shmuel is of the opinion that a Shibut is not Minat Torah. This is a very important question. We know, right, that if you have a, a debt in a document, there are liens on the property. If the debt is oral, there are no liens. The question is, right, like, is the assumption that any type of debt that you own, you incur liens on your property, and therefore if the person dies, the heirs would have to pay it off, and if he sells the property, it could be collected. But for some reason, an unwritten debt is an exception. One reason it could be an exception would be that it's not fair to the people who are purchasing the property, right? So we have to protect other people and so on. But the fundamental principle is that everything has liens, or is the fundamental principle that no debts that you have have liens, the one exception is when you write it in a star, because that's seen as granting the person rights and liens and so on. So this is the question whether Shibut is Doraisa. Now, an interesting test case is, why do you have to say there's a general rule? There's with a star there is and without there is. No, because there are cases that's not about a debt that's because you took a loan. I, I banged into your car. I owe you $100. Do you have liens on my property? Right? So I didn't, you know, the obligation came not through some conscious entering into that. That got imposed on me. Does that come with debts or not debts? Or with liens or not liens? So if you say Shibuta Doraisa, it means fundamentally any obli- obligation you have to somebody else, that person has liens on your property. Okay? With Nafkamina for heirs and for, and for people who purchase your property. Shibuta Lav Doraisa means fundamentally there are no liens. And the case of a, like of a Malva with a star, that's the exception. Okay? So here, it was, it, there was an obligation that was imposed by the Torah to bring an Ola and it says the heirs don't have to pay it up so you see Shibuta Lav Doraisa a standard obligation does not come with liens okay so that's what Rav Yudam Shmuel says now on that now we get to Rav Asi's teaching I'm Rav Asi I'm Rav Yochanan he disagrees with Rav Yudam with, with Rav Yudam Shmuel no even if she didn't sanctify the Ola from life uh, the, 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 the uh, heirs have to give it Alma Kasavar Shibuta Lav Doraisa that from the Torah debts incur automatically liens could say so let's see what the Gemara says one minute we already know that debate because it's a debate essentially because the, or, the original teachers of the tradition are Shmuel and Rabbi Yochanan right it was Rabbi Yehuda in the name of Shmuel and Rabbi Asi in the name of Rabbi Yochanan but, so we already know that debate between Shmuel and Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Shmuel both say that an oral debt does not you know if there's not written then uh, there are no liens 
means, and you cannot collect it from the heirs or from the uh, per, or or from you know the other people who buy it. Rabbi Yonah Reish Lagish It's interesting. It's a Bavel Eretz Yisrael distinction. Also, Rabbi Yonah Reish Lagish both say Mavel Pet Gavim in the Yarshin Milukos. Actually, if even if it's just a verbal you know a, a loan and there's nothing written down, you actually can collect it from heirs and from purchasers. And that seems to be the question of does everything have liens or not have liens? This is no Tzricha. You need to say the debate in both places because as Michael pointed out there could be a logical difference the Baha if it was just in the case about let's say the Korban I would say Bahach Kamer Shmuel Mishum that's where Shmuel says that there is that it's um, one minute one no one minute what's the first Baha one minute let me just check um Yeah, I'm sorry, no, the Baha is the second case. If we just said Baha, the case that we just said, when you borrowed money, so, and Shmuel orally. said, what? Orally, this, right? What? Mavalpeh, orally. orally, right? If we had just said that case, and Shmuel says that there are no liens, so Baha Kamer Shmuel, Mishum Delo Milvak Suvatarity, because the Torah never imposes that obligation on you. That's an obligation that you entered as a, you know, freely with another person. So that's not a weighty obligation. It's not the Torah is telling you, Yes, once you borrow money, you have to pay. But it's not the whole debt was imposed by the Torah. The debt was assumed by you personally. So in that case, maybe it doesn't have the same weight. Of a Bahach, but in the case of a Korban, Michael wanted to say based on Mikdash, but the Torah the Gemara is saying just the fact that the Torah imposes the obligation, maybe he agrees that there are Shibudim. And if we had just said the case of the Korban, that's where Rabbi Yochanan says that it is, does have because the Torah imposes it. Okay? But in the case of, what do you call it, of the of a debt, of borrowing money, excuse me, that's not so weighty, that's not imposed by the Torah. So you need to say in both cases. Now, the way we deal with that, we basically say that it's, um, why is it exist in a star and not exist for al Because that's basically what we paskin, right? That doesn't really by itself make it clear whether we say Shibudas do or lav Doraisa. Mm-hmm. You can say Shibuda is Doraisa, but we but we but it doesn't exist by Alpeh in order to protect the Lukuchos, right? Of course if that were true, then you would expect that who would have to pay who you who would you still be able to collect from? The Yarshim. Because we don't have to we have to protect the Kuchas. If they're innocent, they're giving out money to get the stuff, they need to be protected. So that would be like the test Nafkamina case. Okay? But at least to protect the Yarshim. The other way is to say is Shibuda's Lav Doraisa, but if you write a star, we read into the idea that you're recording it in a star as an implicit granting the person rights to the, you know, liens on the property. Okay? So there's different ways of understanding how Lamaisa we talking about this. Is a star hole. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's true. That's a good way of putting it. Right. Right. Even more than a star hole that's imposed on you. Right. That's a good point. Yep. Okay. I'm going to pop a heel because the locha is malva alpeg gover mina yarshim the ain't gover mina lukuchos. So, as we said, you can collect it from the yarshim, not lukuchos. So, the yarshim, that's the test case. Gover mina yarshim. Even if it's all oral. Yeah, that is the right. Shibuda is the oraisa. 
you can't collect from the chukos, the lace lakala, because since there's no, it's not known that you borrowed the money, we have to protect the innocent lakuchos, so that's the case, it doesn't work. But you have liens, and that's because Shibuta is still right. Which means okay. sort of like a behask of Beitin Hefti, is that what it's basically getting at? Yeah, essentially. Or, yeah, right, or that all monetary transactions are implicitly with the rule that we set down, which is not exactly the same as Hefti Beitin. Let's just try to get start the next sugya. The Kodesh Atma Gedu means it's about finally now. Look at that. We're making good progress. We did Kesef Sharn Bia. We had a couple of real life scenarios of Kidushe Kesef, trying to figure out if it was a pruta, trying to figure out if silence is implicit acceptance or not in some cases. Now we get to the fact now that when. From having Exactly. There you go. Bishlema Get. I get that a Get, she becomes no longer married. Deceive. Because of love, favor, Kritut. Elamiso Sabal, but the husband's death, Minolam. So it's such a great question. How do you know? Where does it ever say that just because the husband dies? That not married, married, not married anymore. So the man says, Svaru, it's logic. Who asrav? Who sharav? Who sharsa? Sharsa. He was the one that made it forbidden because she was married to him. So when he dies, he makes things permissible. The man says, no, you can't say that. Not, not necessarily true. The arayos, the asuluhuvalo sharilahu. Sometimes right through marriage, somebody becomes forbidden to you. Right? You're, you know, you know uh, your father's wife. Right? And then the father dies. The woman still remains forbidden to you. So the status remains of the, of the Arias, right? Uh, by many of the Arias, even after, de- even the death of the, of the which she was only forbidden to you because she married your father. Right? But nevertheless, even after your father dies and he's out of the picture, she doesn't go back, her status remains. You want to know why death is stronger than Arias? Right. Okay, so, the low Sharilu. Ella, here's, here's the way we're going to prove it. Rahmana that a sister-in-law when there's no children she's forbidden to the brother-in-law I'm sorry she's forbidden to asura to everybody else right that when she doesn't have children right she's usher to everybody else because of the myths of Yibam to the brother-in-law implicitly if she had kids and had no oblig- and there was no obligation of Yibam Muteris she'd be permissible to everybody else Mar says no maybe I'll say the Dilma ain't Laban if there are no kids Asur Laama she's forbidden to everybody else the Sharia Liyavam and she's okay for the brother-in-law the Yesh Laban maybe if she has kids maybe the Chulayama Nami Asur maybe she's also everybody which is so obviously ironic right but okay she's, but anyway alright how do you know it doesn't tell you she's permissible in the other case maybe she's forbidden Ella let's try one more for now this is probably the, a pretty good example if a widow is forbidden to a coin for a normal coin and for the rest of the world it's, she's permissible no maybe with a coin she's usher with a lotase and and everybody else maybe there's an Isra say for her to marry now where's the Isra say coming from or whatever we'll pick up with this tomorrow but uh-huh. picking up tomorrow we're going to try to figure out how you know that even after the husband died maybe that she no, you'll know that after the husband died she's permissible okay so we will pick up with this tomorrow